Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Thor Ragnarok in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. You gotta dig a little deeper. It really ain't that far. Ragnarok is... A little-known movie kind of snuck into theaters over the past weekend and received quite a lot of acclaim, uh, hailed as incredibly funny, a breath of fresh air, uh, among other things. And it is, uh, by my own standards, not... um, Because I I include all of the one-shots... When I, when I factor in what number film this is in the MCU. Uh, so, slightly adjusted um, as compared to most tracking. But this is the 24th film in the MCU. Uh, and the third film in the feature-length Thor franchise. And uh, it turned out to be pretty good. Uh, it is, in my it is it is my favorite uh, comic book movie this year, and that's that's saying something. Uh, you know, if previously that honor was with Wonder Woman, uh, sitting at an eighty-two for the year, uh, but I gave Ragnarok a a small, a slightly slightly higher grade at. 83. That's right, 83. Um, that puts it, I think, let me see if I can figure this out really quickly. Oh, maybe it, maybe it's not 83. Hold on a second. Let me, Age of Ultron, because it's, it's better than Age of Ultron, but maybe I have to adjust. Hmm. Where did I put Avengers? I think that's an 86. Five. Oh, shit. I might have to restructure my, my MCU rankings a little bit. Anyway, uh, it's at an 83 right now. And as far as, like, MCU films, I think it's... Maybe I am happy with that. Um, I'll have to sit on it a little more. But that puts it... Uh, would put it at 6th right now, and I think it deserves to be 5th. Um, so I'm going to have to... I, I think, because I think it's a better than Age of Ultron, which I rated an 80. It's also better than Ant-Man, which is rated 84, but I don't think... I, I don't think that Thor Ragnarok is an 84, so I think that means Ant-Man's going to have to drop down uh, a couple points. Maybe, maybe I'll rewatch. I don't know. Might just watch the trailer or something. I'm not sure, but either way, um, uh, what I'll do is, um, yeah, it's going to end up being right between Avengers above it and Ant-Man below it. That's where it's going to fall. So I'll, I'll figure that out when I actually put it in, put the data into my spreadsheet. I haven't done that yet. I'm a little backlogged at the moment, so. And that's why this is a review episode and not a statistics episode. 
Uh, and it'll be a great statistics episode. Everybody and their mother is in this movie. Uh, so <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of like a wet dream in that sense. Uh, but moving on to the movie. The, the long-awaited uh, ending of the Thor trilogy, directed by Taika Waititi, uh, known for Boy, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, and the Team Thor short films. Uh, he is fantastic, uh, even playing a character in the movie, um, Korg. And uh, Korg is very, very funny. Uh, I think Taika Waititi did a great job with this movie, uh, but there. But I mean, you have to put most of that on Chris Hemsworth, who leads the film. That's Thor himself. He, he, it feels like he's been the most like comedic relief character in the Avengers movies. After watching this, I real I don't think he was necessarily. I think. He's more the straight man in the scenario, and it's like Tony Stark, Captain America, Banner, etc. Like yanking his chain, making fun of him, having jokes at his expense. Um, you know, the entire scene in Age of Ultron when they're trying to lift the hammer. You know, he his reactions are the funniest in that scenario, but it's not like he's trying to be funny in the sense. Here, he, it seems like he's genuinely being funny. And I think Waititi is able to harness that, just like his sort of sensibilities so well in order to achieve that. And, you know, Hemsworth has a, a lot of time to play off of, you know, Idris Elba, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, Mark Ruffalo, Anthony Hopkins, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson... Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, you know, and Taika Waititi himself, you know, again and again and again and again, and he just, it, it just, it, every single time, it works, it absolutely works, and that's just, you know, Waititi is a fantastic comedic director, and that is this movie, it is for sure, first and foremost, a comedy, it is a comedy book movie, get it and uh it, it takes the the sensibilities and humor that we saw in the first guardians of the galaxy and pushes that to the to its extreme it's you know it's it's using these huge set pieces for a punchline and um the action the action is fine uh the choreography you know there's nothing super new and exciting in the action uh, apart from one element that I, I won't say until we get to spoilers but outside of that the action is fine and it's most notable uh difference from the rest of the mcu is that it's comedic and i mean obviously guardians has done this before but i think thor kind of perfects it in this movie uh, between Thor and Loki and um, you know uh, Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner, uh, Hulk and uh, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie I think they all do a wonderful job uh, harnessing humor and using it in this movie in their action scenes uh, so that is amazing the 
story. Uh, so, Kate Blanchett, uh, this is going to be super vague, but Kate Blanchett, essentially, um, if you've seen the trailers, comes to Asgard. She claims rights to the throne and uh, kicks uh, Thor and Loki out of Asgard. And so it's the movie is essentially Thor and Loki, well, Thor mostly, trying to return to Asgard to take it back from Hela. And it's, 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 it, I mean, it's far, far better of a story than The Dark World, which I barely remember the plot to. And um, it's a different story than the original Thor, uh, which was far more a fish-out-of-water story. And, um, you know, we, we know Thor well enough now, and we don't spend, or we spend a very small amount of time on Earth in this movie. So, you know, the, he's, he's in his element. He is with other Asgardians for the majority of this film. He's with other warriors. He's with, with other... Avengers and, and things like that. You know, he's not really out of his element so much. Um, it is, uh, it's just, um, it's it just far more, it feels far more like a Thor story in that sense. You know, he is able to just, just be himself and um, cross his fingers and hope that that works. And to a large extent, it does. Not every time, but uh, he, he rolls with the punches and makes things happen that most people probably couldn't. So, story is fine. It's nothing spectacular. Uh, again, most of the plot elements, like the action, are played for comedic effect. And that saves you know any of the shortcomings, really. So, it, it's... I do think it is the funniest Thor Earth funniest MCU movie, hands down. It's funnier than Ant Man. It's funnier than both Guardians. Uh, funnier than Avengers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it has some stakes in it. Uh, it's 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 not. It's definitely not going to be forgotten. Uh, in the coming films after this, you will see the after effects of this movie when you see when we get to Infinity War, and there are characters in this movie that have been forever changed, um, emotionally, mentally, physically. It's it's not uh, it's not without its its um it's the, uh, the the casualties, so. In that respect, I, I was pleased because you know you've seen all these all these Marvel movies where no one dies and nothing happens, and we just kind of go on as if it didn't happen. And you could you know you can cut out you know five probably four or five movies in the Marvel universe if you remove them had no bearing on the overarching like phases essentially, uh, and and I don't think this is one of them. You know, forever after this. We will remember Ragnarok and the impact it had on the MCU. And I'm glad. I, I definitely appreciate that it doesn't have backdoor pilots in it, but it does have necessary elements to it that I know will going to come up in Infinity War or maybe Avengers 4, uh, depending on how the plots of those films are 
con um, conveyed to us. But either way, like I, I, I don't. They're not so small moments that you'll have to you'll forget them. They're very obvious. They just don't require outside impact, influence, and outside knowledge as much. Uh, you know, this isn't Thor in the pool of water in Age of Ultron. Uh, this is far simpler than that, and far more straightforward, which is a good thing. So, all in all, I think the movie is just mostly just a positive thing. It's it's a huge, it's very enjoyable, it's a lot of fun, and it has an insane cast. Uh, I can't even, like, mention some of the people I wish I, well, not until spoilers, because their inclusion while early in the film, is absolutely unbelievable. And unless you've looked up a cast list, you don't even realize that that's how it is. You don't even know that these characters are in the movie. Um, or not characters, people. I, I hesitate to even call them characters, but that said, um, all in all, I, I liked Thor in this. This is probably Thor at my as my my favorite movie featuring Thor in it, or my favorite version of Thor in an MCU movie. Uh, Loki was fantastic. Hela was good. Um, I, I know there's been some uh, some uh, word going around that she's a little underwhelming, and kind of agree. Uh, she's the god of death, and we don't really get the full... It doesn't seem like she's... I don't know what makes her the god of death, necessarily. Um, I think that's up for debate, and I think that should be a lot more clear. You know, Loki is the trickster god, and it's very obvious to see that. Uh, other than killing people, I don't know what Kate Blanchett does as the god of death, goddess of death, so that's puzzling. Uh, Mark Ruffalo as Banner. This is like Bruce Banner slash the Hulk, as we've never seen him. And that's really exciting and fun. And it's probably as close to a Hulk movie we're going to get. And I'm happy with that. I think they did a great job in that regard. Uh, Anthony Hopkins pops in for as Odin a little bit. And I think he's solid and um, provides enough gravitas, but also gets a chance to be very humorous earlier on as well, which I think was really, really, fun, really fun to see. Jeff Goldblum, as the Grandmaster, is hilarious. Uh, he and Rachel House are have a fantastic uh, repertoire and dynamic between the two of them. And uh, the the last scene you see with the Grandmaster is is very very funny. I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie is n probably not what you'd expect from the trailers. And I think that that's a good thing. I think her character is funny. I think the introduction to her character is hilarious. And when it's all said and done, she is definitely someone I want to keep seeing in the MCU. I hope she shows up in Infinity War. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know if they have plans to keep her character around that long. Um, and then Carl Urban... Uh, is Scourge, who is the replacement for uh, 
Heimdall in the movie, or as far as like job description goes. Um, Heimdall is in the movie and does his own thing. And Aegis Elba, Carl Urban, both good. Uh, Carl Urban uh, is is very funny, takes full advantage of his position in this movie. He's not a big major character, but he does get a couple of good moments to shine um, in the beginning and toward the end as well. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this as Doctor Strange. I think word is out on that, and we've seen... Uh, I think one of the end credit scenes um, of past movies have have shown this, as well as I think he's in one of the trailers, and he's great. Uh, it's it's a not long, it's brief, but it is it is very funny, uh, and you know Strange is the straight man, but to to Thor, but I don't know I don't know the dynamic is so interesting and I think so you know, immediately developed there between these two characters. I was really impressed at how quickly they able they were able to kind of come to this just uh, great repertoire, which I'm excited to see going forward. I, I love the idea of... I just, I love the idea of, of Cumberbatch in, as Doctor Strange interacting with every MCU character, and the more that happens, the more excited I'm going to be, because... He's just so much more powerful than everyone, it seems like. And uh, I like that a lot. Um, let's see. I don't think there's really anybody else I can talk about. Um, I already mentioned Taika Waititi. And uh, the rest of them are kind of like mocap performances, cameos, things like that. So I'm gonna leave the cast list at that and and stop there. Uh, so that's gonna be it for the initial review, and then uh, after the break, I will come back for spoilers. Any path, so many worth exploring. Just one would be so boring. And look what you're ignoring. Matt Damon is in this movie and that was incredible uh so when thor gets to asgard for the first time he sees odin uh which is actually loki watching a play reenactment of uh, loki's death and loki is played by matt damon and the odin in the play is played by sam neill and the Thor in the play is Luke Hemsworth, which is incredible. I don't know how they got Matt Damon to do this role. It is far and away the best Matt Damon movie this year, uh, even probably considering downsizing as well, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, I think he's brilliant in this movie. And like he don't, he's in it for like one scene. Uh, likewise, uh, Clancy Brown is the voice of Surtur, who is a hellish demon elemental thing uh, that we see very early in the movie, uh, but then makes his resurgence later. Uh, Waititi does the mocap for Surtur. Uh, Ray Stevenson is back as Volstag for a brief period of time. Tadanobu Asano is his Hogan, who, who actually dies, unfortunately. Uh, Zachary Levi is Fandral is there, um, and uh, Stan Lee's cameo 
where he plays the barber, which is why Thor ends up with the haircut that he has. Uh, is very funny. Um, so there's there's so much happening in this movie uh, that doesn't really come into play until you go into spoilers. So uh, if I believe it's in the trailer, but you see Hela destroy the hammer, Mjolnir, and then right after that happens, which is right after Odin dies uh, for reals, uh, Loki calls for uh, Scourge, Carl Urban, to return him and Thor back to Asgard, which is a terrible idea, because Hela joins the, the wave, the light absorby thingy, and follows them, knocks both of them out of the thing, uh, which is how they end up on this sort of uh, trash planet, and uh, she takes, she gets into Asgard that way, and kills people. Uh, Carl Urban swear, you know, declares fealty to her, and uh, soon enough, Asgard is hers. And then, um, apparently, Hulk has been on this planet for two years after crashing there in the Quinjet. Uh, Loki hits the planet two weeks before Thor does, and in that amount of time, gets in good with the Grandmaster. Thor uh, ends up captured by Tessa Thompson, who is like a bounty hunter on this planet, who finds champions and contenders to fight Hulk. Uh, and uh, then Thor and Hulk do fight, and it's pretty good. It's a nice fight. It's not super spectacular. And right before Thor would win the fight, presumably, uh, he is disabled by electric shock uh, from a tracking device thing placed on him and uh, has the shit kicked out of him by Hulk. And we get to see, like, long extended scenes of just Thor and Hulk talking about being, being and not being friends. Uh, we see, we go back to Asgard, we see Hela kill hundreds of people. We see her reanimate the dead corpses of the the fallen soldiers from times past. And that is not her power. So she's still the goddess of death, but she needs the uh, eternal flame to do so. She reveals that she is, you know, she is Thor's sister. She is the firstborn child of Odin and was his number two when they conquered the nine realms that they are leaders of. And, you know, she destroys one of the murals on the ceiling in Asgard's, uh, in Odin's cap, uh, castle. And it reveals, like, the history of this and, and how they've kind of hidden that and disguised it in years since. And she'd been banished uh, until Thor di or Odin died, and now she is able to return. She is a capable fighter. Uh, she can conjure blades out of thin air like nothing, and that is generally her weapon of choice. That doesn't seem like the power of the God of Death, but that's really the only power she seems to have because uh, like the eternal flame is why she's able to raise people from the dead so I, I'm not sure what her abilities are I'd have to like look up the character a little more 
And so that's interesting. And like the dynamic of like being Thor kind of Loki's sister is is fun. Loki is, as you would expect, uh, a backstabbing brat through part of the movie, but he is also privy to some of the funniest elements of it. Um, namely, Thor throwing things at Loki to determine whether or not he's a hologram. Uh, or they do this amazing routine where they call get called Get Help, which is basically Loki appears to be injured, Thor is carrying him around his shoulders, or like has an arm around over around his neck and like helping Loki walk, and they trick people kind of not really until they point until a point where they he Thor just simply throws Loki at the people they're trying to attack. Which is ridiculous and amazing at the same time. Uh, and uh, they end up escaping from the Grandmaster planet uh, by inciting a rebellion and riot against uh, Jeff Goldblum. They escape, return to Asgard, where he no longer has the hammer. Um, Heimdall has been able to get a lot of people to refuge and is in the process of going to the Bifrost. They are blocked uh, from one side by the dog, Kate Blanchett's uh, Hela's dog, uh, who is, I don't know, I think they named him in the movie, but I don't remember their name. Uh, on the other side by uh, Carl Urban, Scourge, and an army of the dead. And then Hela and Thor are fighting in the castle, uh, by the th in the throne room. And so you see, you know, Tessa Thompson and Hulk are in this spaceship. They're fighting and attacking and destroying and blowing things up. And um, oh my gosh, when when uh, Mark Ruffalo just kind of the dog starts charging everybody and Mark Ruffalo is like, I got this. And he jumps out of the Quinjet and just splatters on this bridge. It's amazing. It was so funny. He just hits it like a rag doll um, because he didn't turn into Hulk, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, it's, uh, it's great. It's so good. Uh, Tessa Thompson, they, I don't know. It's just, it's a really kind of amazing fight. And it like it doesn't do anything particularly special until Thor uh, gains his lightning abilities, his thunder powers, and finally is somewhat on even ground with Hela, uh, and still not really like she's still more powerful than Thor, uh, but he's able to kind of hold his own with her, uh, especially with Valkyrie along next to him fighting her as well. And so what they do is they have Loki go and reanimate Surtur from the beginning to grow to the size of a mountain, as he said he would, and destroy Asgard, and with it, Hela. Because Asgard, as we learn, is not a place, it is a people. And so everyone escapes on this huge spaceship, and they are off to, apparently, Earth. Um, which is interesting. Uh, they don't seem to make it, because... In the first post credit scene, uh, a new, bigger ship appears in front of them. Uh, we don't know exactly whose it is. Presumably, it... Uh, or maybe we do know, based on, like, footage from other movies. I don't know as of this moment. So, 
it could simply be, I mean, it seems to be just uh, uh, Thanos, but uh, who knows? Uh, that being said, uh, the second post credit scene, which is the last moment we get with uh, Jeff Goldblum, he is on his 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 world, his trash world, uh, having the rebellion is successful. He is no longer in power, which he admits and uh, appreciates. And, you know, he says, you know, he does his part. And if, and, you know, you couldn't have a rebellion without someone to overthrow, as he says, which is admittedly true. And so <clears throat> his last line before we cut to black is, uh, let's call it a tie, <laughs> which is amazing. Because obviously after that, he would actually absolutely be like killed and eaten, presumably, which is amazing. So, I just, I just, all the moments are so funny and punctuated so well in humor. The, I, I like the ending quite a bit. You know, it doesn't have a weak moment. It doesn't have a light sky beam. Uh, it doesn't do anything too crazy. It, it stays true to these characters as far as we know them in this movie. Uh, which is not as it, it it felt like they were gonna like radically change all these people, uh, particularly Hulk and Thor for this movie. I don't think that's the case. I think they're very much in line and keeping with who they've been. Uh, the 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 Doctor Strange scenes where Loki is falling for thirty straight minutes, uh, where Thor calls the hammer and it just destroys like half of this building as it returns to him through all these walls. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange, like, zap, like, darting them around the, the, the building as Thor just, like, constantly, like, falls and, like, stumbles and can't hold his ground is amazing. Like, these, just these little moments are so good. And I had such a great time, fun time watching it. I was really pleased and really happy with just everything that was going on in this movie. So... I don't know. I, I was really pleased, really happy, and I don't know. I, I think it's it's a good it's a good great uh, installment in the MCU. It is, as I said, my favorite comic book movie this year. Uh, there are still Justice League on the horizon, uh, which may or may not be able to take that spot. We'll see. Uh, I would be remiss if I would to think that. If I didn't have reservations about Justice League coming up, but who knows? Uh, and then after that, we'll wait until next year with Black Panther, which I'm very, very, very excited for. So, also, I, I guess I should mention this, uh, Thor has one of his eyes cut out. Hela uh, basically turns him into Odin and rips out his, like, cuts out his right eye. He is half blind, kind of. And that's pretty big uh, you know not only did he lose the hammer but he is now blind in one eye or he doesn't even have an eye he's got one eye left and that's a pretty impactful change you know that's something that's not going to go away i don't think and i'm really pleased that they made that kind of a decision in this movie you know odin's dead uh, thor lost an eye he lost mjolnir uh, it appeared that Hela was dead. However, um, as the goddess of death, I don't know that we can truly be sure of that. 
and I, you know, presumably, you know, you assume Jeff Goldblum's probably dead and things like that, but, you know, as far as on the screen, Odin died, for sure, and Thor is forever changed. Uh, Loki was able to sort of redeem himself, uh, as was Carl Urban's character, so I don't know what the future holds for them. I don't know what Loki's part is in Infinity War. Uh, likewise, uh, Hulk is presumably permanently Hulk. He was Hulk for two years. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's recording on the Quinjet was able to snap him back into Banner, but he told Thor, like, look, if I turn into Hulk again, there's a good chance I never come back. And he went Hulk to fight that dog. I mean, he landed on the bridge and wasn't Hulk, but then he became Hulk a few minutes, a few seconds later to, to fight the dog. That's another big deal. Like, I don't know if they plan on him dying in, in one of these Avengers movies. Uh, if they're... Because, you know, I think the big, large appeal is that Mark Ruffalo is... Mark Ruffalo, not the Hulk. Like he's like I don't I don't want too much of it. It turns into too much like a Groot, too much of a, a Drax sort of a situation, I think, where too much exposure is is bad for just this aspect of the character. So I'm not sure I want that many more movies with a only the Hulk character. Uh you know, if he can become Banner again, like that's great. I'm all for it. But if he can't, I don't know that I want to see him too much more, to be honest. So, I, that's kind of interesting, uh, I, I do like, I'm still on board right now, um, and you'll see at the end of the next movie that has Hulk in it, how favorable I am towards what direction they tend to go, so we'll see, and fucking Matt Damon, that's crazy. I was blown away by Matt Damon being in this movie. It was absolutely astonishing. And I'm so pleased. I, I'm so pleased. I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, so, uh, when, when I do the statistics episode, I will, spoilers, cut off the, some of these people, like, um, like Sam Neill, like Matt Damon etc. from the statistics aspect. I am going to make this the number five Marvel movie. I do think it falls short of uh, Iron Man and the Winter Soldier, the first Guardians, and Avengers, which I think are where it put I'd put it ahead of those. However, it is better than everything else. So Ant-Man, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Guardians 2, Homecomings, Doctor Strange, First Avenger, Iron Man 3, First Thor, Second Thor, Iron Man 2, Hulk. It's better than all those. So, it's it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, there's not a single scene that doesn't have you laughing out loud. And it's, it's impressive just how far they go for the... Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's really interesting. I'm I'm on board with it. I'm so totally on board with this movie and Taika Waititi. 
and it just gets me more pumped for Infinity War, honestly. That's what I'm excited for, and I hope I hope it's good, man. I really do, because I think it's it's just it's so many freaking characters to juggle and if that movie's not like three and a half hours long i don't know how they do it i have heard uh and you know not saying that i know for sure but i have heard that it is i've heard it described as a heist movie and you know we've seen a heist movie in like ant-man sort of like, that's the closest we've come to a heist movie in the MCU. So I'm not sure how good it is. I, I don't know. I, I think it could be... I, I don't know. It sounds kind of amazing, but really difficult to pull off. And I don't know... I mean, the Rousseau, the Rousseau brothers, I think, are the ones directing Infinity War, right? Infinity War. And I think that they're, yeah, so, like, they're the most capable people to be put on this situa- in this situation. But it's still tough. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's kind of all going to depend on Thanos and how they're, like, I think the biggest problem is going to be putting characters like Hawkeye and uh, the Winter Soldier and like just normal people into this scenario because I don't know what they have to contribute. So that's going to be difficult. You know, obviously all the Guardians, Doctor Strange, Hulk, Thor, those kind of people, those are fine. Like they're going to be perfectly fine in this environment. Uh, Even like Iron Man and potentially Captain America are also going to be fine in this. But then you get to uh, like Black Widow and um, Bucky and you know Ant-Man and like I don't know I just feel like they aren't quite powerful enough so we'll see we'll see obviously they've got it figured out and planned out and they can do things so I'm super super excited for Infinity War this is a great movie great Marvel movie huge breath of fresh air at the box office so incredibly funny go see it uh you won't be disappointed i saw it i didn't see it in imax i didn't see it in 3d i just saw a normal 2d um large format kind of and had a blast uh the theater was packed got a decent seat and it was good it was just really really good so that's thor ragnarok um ragnarok happens and Asgard is destroyed, and we don't know where the Asgardians are going to go, and it doesn't seem like the place they intended to go, they're going to get to. So, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will definitely be doing the Thor statistics episode next week, one of the days for next week, so keep in, you stay tuned for that. Uh, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, you can send those to circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you want to look at more episodes, check out the podcast, the statistics, the spreadsheet, me, anything like that, head over, head over to circleoffilm.com. And if you would like to support the show in any way, shape, or form, uh, check out patreon.com slash circleoffilm. 
And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from